Well, let's welcome back Coach Taylor. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Yeah, good afternoon, man. Just um, it's you know good to be back um, in another work week. Obviously, you know just recapping last week, um, it was really cool. Like we were just talking about a, a total team win. Haven't been around one of those in a long time. Even if you look at the first two wins, you know we kind of was you know we kind of got out the gate fast and and we just kind of led wire to wire. Well, that wasn't the case this game, man. We you know seventeen seventeen at the half. Um, and we didn't do anything early in the in the second half, and we had to come back with the offense and get those guys going. So, you know, just from an extra point block standpoint, the effort I saw on that team, you know, Caleb Leaders catching a punt and getting two first downs because he <clears throat> ended up getting 23 yards. I mean, just 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 a total team effort, man. So just really pleased. Alejandro didn't get sacked, so the offensive line showed up, did what they needed to do. It was just a really, really, really good win so, for us. Well, once again, a nice fourth quarter comeback for the team out there, and I know uh, that that's something that a team will is easily able to build off of that that kind of success. So, what were you just your thoughts on how the team persevered through that fourth quarter? I tell you what, man, just and 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 again, you know, we've been on a show together for eight years, so you know, people know I probably lean a little bit more towards the defense and. Um, We've been burnt so many times here. You know, we're, we're have we got great coverage in the back. Quarterback gets out, scrambles, first down, sticks keep moving. <clears throat> well, that's what happens for our offense. You know, these those guys, uh, McAllister did a good job in the back end sometimes covering, doubling Charlie, covering up Alec Ralph, covering up Sam Pachuda. Now Alejandro was able to make something happen with his legs. So very pleased about that. You know, we haven't had that around here in a long time. So, you know, you have a mobile quarterback that's smart, uh, can take care of the football, makes, for the most part, good decisions with the ball, um, and things are covered up, and he can do some things on his own. It, it's very, very, very refreshing, and it, and it makes play calling a lot easier because now you <clears throat> you stay ahead of the sticks. So, You know, the nice thing about that, Coach, is that McAllister seemed quite surprised that Alejandro was able to have so much success on the ground. And uh, you know, I, I thought that served notice to the rest of the Mayak that you better be careful with this guy because he'll, he'll burn you with his legs. He'll he will burn yeah and he will like like I said I knew what we've had in him but he just we just never got that really to to um to to work on a Saturday where you know he gets out of the pocket I've seen him get out of the pocket in practice but it's one practice is one thing games are a different thing you know when you you got the when you're live you know in practice we're not hitting the quarterback you know so if he can get back there oh it's not there and then take off no I'm not going to get hit you do that in a game you can get you can get yourself hurt <laughs> so <clears throat> for him to drop back in the field, didn't have anything, and then run, protect himself. I mean, that was a that was a really that was a big that's a big piece of the game. That was a huge piece of the game. Well, let's talk about that defense for a moment because McAllister was having a lot of success through the first three quarters, especially through the air, and then all of a sudden, the defense really shut them down. That interception made them turn the ball over on downs. I, I know you had to be very excited about their performance. Yeah, you know what. <clears throat> Still not clicking on all cylinders all the time. Now, there's going to be some third downs where the other team's going to get. But we got to win more of those weighty downs, man. And, you know, there were some critical downs that we didn't win, but there were some huge downs that we did win. So very appreciative of that. You know, Raheem Avery got his first collegiate interception. You know, Juan Batar got his second collegiate interception in some critical points of the game. So I'm very, very, very appreciative of that. Um, you know, it was just a really, like I said, it was a really good team win. Like, I haven't been a part of a, a full team win where you're, you're utilizing, you know, all bodies on that sideline to get a win, coaches and, and training staff and, and, and athletes all together in one unison. That was that was really cool to see. It wasn't perfect, but we, we ended up getting it done. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious from you, Coach, is that 
you guys have had so many close games in the Mayak over the last few years. You didn't come away on the winning side of those. You come away with this big victory here. Do you see this as something that the team can really build off heading into the final couple of games here in the Mayak? Yeah, I, I do. I do, man. And like every opponent, you know, once we got out of the, the non-conference, every opponent is tough, right? We've seen that. Um, and these next two, well, I don't even focus on next two. The next one is, is going to be a tricky one because they got our, they've had our number for the last, they had our number twice last season in close games, and then um, so it's going to be a tough one. Um, but again, you know, being in those close games, you know, you kind of, you know, hopefully the players can remember what it feels like to, to come up on the short end of the stick. Um, we got to grab this experience that we just had and find a way to go up to Duluth and, and, and find a way to get a win versus a, a solid Saints go team, and that's going to play us tough. So, players you wanted to recognize from the victory. Yeah, we we give out um, an award. We give out some, you know, offensive, offense, defense, and um, special teams. Uh, special teams player of the game was uh, Durham Welch. Um, actually, is a kicker for us. He was responsible for ten points. I don't know the last time I've I've been here ten years. And I don't know if I've ever had a kicker responsible for ten points, um, a field goal, and then obviously seven extra points. Man, so super, super appreciative of his work, um, and his efforts on Saturday. Uh, defensively, um, Croy Zacharias played a complete game. Uh, we talk about utilizing everybody on the team to play um, a great team win. He played his best game at the linebacker level as far as forcing a fumble, um, you know, just being in the back. So being very active, you know, very minimal assignments, busted by number 28. So we'll continue to excited to watch his growth and development. And then on offensively, I mean, you know, it was tough, you know, because offensive line played really well, no sacks. I mean, Charlie Wilson is who he is. Um, but, you know, we felt like the, the offensive player of the game was Alejandro Villanueva. Man, three rushing touchdowns, threw a touchdown, like, commanded the game. Like, we felt really good about that and how he worked. So, This week you head up to Duluth, as you mentioned, take on State Scholastica. Um, your thoughts on this game? Oh, man, another juggernaut. I mean, this is not going to be easy, man. This is We went up there twice last year um, and came up short both times. Um, it starts with, you know, obviously it starts with their head coach, you know, Coach Hef. Coach Hef and I actually went to, we spent a, a year at Illinois State together. You know, I feel like I tell the story every year, but I was a senior. He was a freshman. Um, he came in as a lineman, and you can tell just the way his team is built, how how they're coached up front. You know, you could tell he, he, his background is, is in the trenches, and, you know, offensive line-wise, they are they're coached up very, very well. And then defensive line-wise, you know, they're going to get after you. So, you know, you can see his, his fingerprints all over um, the fronts. Uh, their quarterback is experienced. Donald uh, West is a very experienced kid, played against him. Uh, again, like last year, he's a good field general. They got some really nice eligibles, meaning, you know, Ricky Weber is a kid that, one, we recruited. Uh, we wanted him here bad. Um, he's up there right now with 11 touchdowns, and I think he's not, I think he's number 23rd in the nation with uh, touchdowns at 11, you know, where Charlie is uh, second in the nation with 16. So I told the group this morning, hey, listen, we got a good one, but they got a good one too. So, you know, we got to play complimentary football, meaning up front we got to get after, try, try to put some pressure and make not the quarterback uncomfortable because if he stands back there and finds 86, it's going to be a long day for us. So we got to make sure, you know, we, we, um, we, we bottle him up. And they have another, and they have another complimentary receiver, number one, um, who we played against him last year, and he just all he does is run slants and catches the football. Like everybody in the stadium knows it's going to be a slant for number one, and he did a, he did a good job of that. So we got to get that fixed early and often because they're going to they're gonna go to the well. And their running back is a, a nice player. And then defensively, they got two very active kids. The number 11, 
number 27 are really good, man. They, and, and what they're doing with that, those kids is moving them. You never know what they're going to be. So it's going to be a real challenge for our offensive line to identify, you know, you know the, the mic point and make sure we're sliding the correct way and giving Alejandro time back there to do what he needs to do. So good challenge, great challenge. <clears throat> this is the defense that has really struggled in the MIAC. Uh, 40 points or more in four of the six games, giving up 40 points per game on average so far. Uh, by the way that your offense is playing, especially after this last week, do you feel like this is a good, solid matchup for your offense? You know what, we, we, we do. But you got to be careful looking as a coach. You know, on the outside, you know, that obviously that, that is what it is. The numbers are what they are, right? You can twist and turn numbers a lot of different ways. But, you know, we throw it like where we're at in the point in the season and the body of work and the history that we have, we got to throw that away. You know, we have to come out. We have to execute. We have to have a good day of practice today. We have to execute the game plan. If we do, things can be our things can go well in our favor for our offense. And then defensively, man, we we got to make sure we're going to like I said, we're going up against a team that has a, a, an experienced quarterback, a mobile quarterback, and then he's got some nice eligibles that he can throw to. So we got to we got to play really good defense. We got to play really good defense. Well, let's jump into fan questions, and we'll begin with Jeremiah. He says, Coach, earlier in the season, you used Charlie Wilson a little bit on kick returns. Wouldn't it make more sense as you as to get him the ball as much as possible and have it the ball in his hands to turn him back to returning kicks? Some. Uh, you know what? Yeah, that was that was my my, my best and my worst um, idea. Um, I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, you don't want to get him you don't want to get him dinged on in the special teams, man. And he he was asking for it. I mean, it was a crossing game. He said, Coach, can I go cover a kick? And we wanted to put him on kickoff, kickoff, and he ran down there a couple times. But you know what? To keep him fresh, um, we got some. We got some guys that we feel like are um, um, serviceable dudes back there. Noah Bro is really good at it. He's got a knack for it. Caleb Leaders has a knack for it. Not that Charlie wouldn't be good, but we want we if we were, if we were to go out and lose him on a on a kickoff return, one, I'd be sick. Two, 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 Piper Nation would be sick, and three, more importantly, his mom would kill me. So, so. With that being said, we'll keep we'll make sure his body of work is is on the offensive side. But there 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 might be a critical time where he needs to catch a punt or or go back for a KOR. So it's, that's not something we don't think about, but we think about the big picture as far as making sure that you know we got him available for for offense. Joe says, Coach, this is the fifth time that we faced faced Saint Scholastica in the last three years. Do you see this becoming a big rivalry in the Mayak? Hmm. I tell you what, it's funny you say that. You know, when I, I was, you know, so I present to the I present to the whole team on a Tuesday, and then our, you know, they split up offense, defense, and you know, I sit in with the offense for a little bit, listen to a little bit of the offensive coordinator's presentation, defensive presentation. That's the same thing our defensive coordinator said, and he said is that it's almost getting to the point where you feel like, you know, not enough room in the state for both teams. <laughs> so, you know, they like I said, Coach Heff does a good job up there. I mean, we run into them on the recruiting path a lot. Again, I mean, there's a lot of dudes that they got on their squad where. You know, we wanted, and they, when they went to same scope, you know, so this is, it, this is a huge game for a lot of different reasons. So um, that's a great question. That's a fair question. Carl says, Coach, you've mentioned over the last couple of seasons how much you've emphasized ball control and ensuring that players are, are being careful with the ball, not making mistakes. I wonder if you could elaborate on what you think about what is the difference or what is the fine line between emphasizing something a lot to players, but not emphasizing it so much that they're not listening to you about it any longer. Mm. You got to find creative ways to, to paint pictures for these dudes, man. That's why, you know, sometimes, 
Um, you know, it can't just be, hey, ball security. You know, you got to show them why it's ball security. You know, I pulled up a clip today um, of a Mayak game. Quarterback scrambles out. I mean, if he just – if he doesn't extend the football, and we talk about there's a, there, there are times where you extend the football, but it's not in normal football situations, and I can elaborate on that at another time. But the kid extended the football. Uh, the ball got knocked out. No, and points were off the board. I mean, and these guys were in a close game. So you show your you, you got to show these guys. You know, just telling them it's not good enough anymore. When our coaches said, "Hey, let's do this," okay, these guys, man, will do this. Well, why? You know, you get questions, so you got to show them and paint pictures for them of the why and how important things are. So that's what we just try to. That's what we do. So. Derek says, Coach, I know you probably didn't have time to watch this, but what did you think of Kansas knocking off Oklahoma? Man. Well, two things. One, I definitely didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, I knew it was going on because one of our form, our, our former offensive coordinator, Jim Zabrowski, um, was here with me. Was here was here with us in 2016. Left 2017 was at Buffalo, and then left Buffalo to go to Kansas. And so I just gave him a, a big shout out and super happy for that program, how they've grown that thing. I mean, that can you imagine? Kansas was one of the worst teams in the um, in one in Division One, and look where they're at now. You know, so that's just a that's just a you know, a program to look at and say, man, why not us? You know, so we got to make sure we handle business this week and wherever they allow us to play next week. We need to finish strong and go into the off season and, and continue to keep building this thing. Because I mean, you see Kansas, and that's on and on paper and in the football world, like Kansas is a blue blood basketball school. But now, man, they're changing that thing, and we're knocking off Oklahoma. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. So happy for those guys. Lee says, Coach, I know you're a huge fan of Deion Sanders as a player. Any chance of you being as flamboyant and boisterous as him as a coach? No, I know. I, I, I kind of am who I am. Um, you know, Deion is – that's one thing about you – know, you when you play in that league on, a Sunday, on Sundays and was as good as he was, that's what got him to that point. That's not what got me to hear. You know, what got me to hear is you know, trying to listen and trying to motivate young people um, try to put them in good spots, making sure making sure they know I care about them, you know. So no, I, that's I mean I have to every every coach that a coach is there who they really are. My players look at me like coach. That's not Coach Taylor. I mean that's that's just not me. So our buddy Andre returns says Eagles soaring to the top record. Coach Forty Nine ers struggling. You got to feel like Philly is soaring towards another trip to the Super Bowl. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely it's still a lot a lot of football left to play. So. You gotta be careful with that. You know, just one, hey, one game seasons, just like we talk about. We talk about it up there, right? I can guarantee they are not looking at no Super Bowl stuff now. They need to figure out a way to to beat a very good Dallas team. So, you know, that game is actually a little bit later. So I'm excited. You know, we can take care of business. Maybe I can get out of here and not work so much on Sunday, and maybe watch that Eagles Cowboys game. So I'm excited. I wanna. I'm hoping that that's the case. But you know, we got to take care of business on Saturday. So we have two questions for you from Bill. His first is, who are NFL players that you like to watch? NFL players that I like to watch. Um, I love watching Minka Fitzpatrick from the Steelers. Now that I know he's out, um, but I, I like watching him. Um, I like watching the, the running back Swift from the Eagles. I think he's a good player. Jalen Hurts from the Eagles. I think he's a good player. Um, um, gosh, the, the defensive end from um, the Steelers, number 90. Gosh, I can't think of his name. Um, TJ Watt. I like watching him. Um, there's an offensive lineman from the 49ers. I think he's hurt right now. I think it's Trent Williams. He's a good player. Um, I, I, as crazy as it sounds, I like those. They got some nice pieces down in, in Dolphins. Um, the quarterback Tua and uh, Tyreek Hill. 
you know, my, watching Mahomes scares me sometimes, man, because he'll just do some crazy stuff. And I'm like, I hope Alejandro's not watching this, man, because then he's going to try and do it. So Mahomes <laughs> is a hit and miss. He's a 50-50, but he's really, really good at his job. So I'd say those are some of the current guys that, 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 I, that I like. So. He'd also like to know, who do you think is the best cornerback in the NFL right now? Quarterback or corner? Corner, like a defense, corner. Corner, 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 corner. Oh, wow, that's a tough one, man. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the teams. I know everybody's going to say because I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but I'd say the, the kid number Slay, number two from um from the Eagles, man, he's a really good, good football player. They kind of match him up all over the field with people. So, Ian would like to know if Coach Taylor has any phobias or fears. Phobias or fears, yeah, man. For some reason, as much as I like to visit Vegas, I'm scared of Scorpios, scorpions. <laughs> I don't like scorpions. And I, I think if I, if I came face-to-face with a scorpion, I'm turning around and going the other way. Um, so those spiders, not a big fan of spiders. Definitely not a big fan of snakes. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say those three. <laughs> Richard would like to know if there's a candy that you believe you could never eat too much of. A candy? For some reason... I, I really enjoy Swedish fish and um, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, Sour Patch Kids. I mean, those are oh, those are good. Sour Patch Kids. That's a great choice there, Coach. I like that one, too. Uh, James would like to know, if a kid wore a costume and you did not know what he or she was dressed as, would you ask? If a kid wore a costume, I did. Yeah, knowing me and my personality and the relationship I have with my guys, absolutely nothing's off limits. I'd be like, hey, what, what are you? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> absolutely. Emily says, is there a costume that a child could wear that you would love so much that you would be prone to give him or her more candy than you would give to other kids? Uh, no, I would, uh, I'd be a, I'm an equal opportunity person. There you go. (laughs) And our words of wisdom for this week. Um, you know what, man? One thing I've, I've talked to the group about, you know, we talked about hunting. You know, last week was about hunting, man. We got to go hunt. Let's not be, let's not be um, in survival mode. So what I told those guys is that if you make yourself a sheep, then the wolves will eat you. So let's, hey, let's go hunt. Let's not be sheep, man. We got to go be wolves again this week. We got to go, we got to go up north and, and, and face a very good thing. School team that's going to be chomping at the bit to get, to get at us, man. So, but there you go. Those are the words of wisdom. Fantastic. Coach Taylor, thanks for joining us this week. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening. Well, I want to welcome Raheem Avery to the show. Raheem, thanks for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. So so tell me a little bit about why Hamlin was the right fit for you. I had a different path to Hamlin, actually. I had a couple friends that already went here. I was originally at Moorhead State, and I came back over here just to visit, and I eventually ended up moving in with them. And I knew most of the players on the team through my friends, and I just really liked the environment. And then one day I just decided, hey, I'm going to come back and play football, and I knew Hamlin would be the right place for me. Fantastic. And what is your major at Hamlin? My major is computer, uh, computer science, yeah. And what would you like to do with that one day? I want to graduate and go find a software engineering job, do a little coding. Oh, fantastic. Do you have a language that you like to, to code in? Uh, I really like R at the moment, R Studio, 
but I also like Python, Spider, all those. Okay, you'll go a long way with those. For, oh, for yeah. sure. So let's talk a little bit about Hamlin football with me this year. So fantastic. With you had a big weekend as well. So talk to us a little bit about this this victory and what it meant to you personally. It really meant a lot to me because this is the first game where I really decided to. I feel like I've been playing passive because I hadn't played football in two years. And this week, I just had a conversation with the other DBs, and they just told me to really just be myself and go out there and play football. And it worked out for us. We all had great play. I ended up getting my first collegiate interception. So that was a great feeling. And the win just meant a lot to just bring the bucket back and then see all the fifth years and the seniors that are going to be gone next year, just see them enjoy that moment with us. It was kind of surreal. Yeah, as you mentioned, the big interception. Tell us a little bit. Walk us through that play and, and how you come up with a pick. Um, I, I saw the quarterback. I wasn't even supposed to be. I was supposed to be in the flats, and then I saw the quarterback drop back to pass it, and then I kind of just bailed out. I saw him throw it, and I was going to bat it down, but then the, the closer the ball got, it looked like I could intercept it, so I just jumped up, two hands on it, fell down, came down with the ball, and then we celebrated. That was a big interception in the game, a big turning point ensured that your team came away with the victory. I know you have to be pretty excited about that play. Oh, yeah. Well, Hamlin got off to a very fast start this season, struggled a little bit over the previous week, but came away with a big win. Tell us what you think about Hamlin heading down the stretch here. I, I feel like we're set to have a great stretch. We just got back to the basics. Like this week or last week, we just emphasized just having fun and playing football. I think we kind of, after the Carlton loss, we kind of lost that a little bit. But then we really um, reinforced it this week to just have fun. And then we went out there last week, did what we were supposed to do while having fun. And then we liked the results. So we're going to try to do the same thing this week, just go out there and play football. You know, one of the things Coach Taylor told me about entering into the season was he thought the defensive backs were going to be a, a, the strength of this defense. So tell me a little bit about your, your partners out there covering the pass. Oh, yeah. I feel like we have a really great uh, defensive back group. We got my other corners, Caleb Leaders, number seven, Juan Batard, uh, number 24. I feel like we just got a great group of guys back there at safety. We got uh, fifth year, Zachary Griebel. And then we have Noah Hickman. I feel like everybody understands what they're supposed to do, and they're able to execute what they're supposed to do at a high level. So I feel like that's what makes us good and what makes us able to do the things that we're able to do. You know, I, I think a lot of people have a misconception about how defensive backs have to work together. You, you really have to have a lot of trust with one another to ensure everybody's in the right spot, that you're getting the kind of coverage to ensure that – pass plays are taken away. So how do you guys build that kind of cohesiveness with one another? It honestly starts off the field. Just being able to Zach, – Zachary Griebel, number two, a fifth year, our starting safety, he tries to get everybody together. We go watch film together. We hang out and talk nothing about football, just about life and how we're doing and everything. And I feel like that brings us together more, and we really just have that bond on and off the field to where we're able to trust each other in certain situations. You take on St. Scholastica this week, a team that Hamlin's got to play quite a bit over the last couple of years. What are your thoughts about this contest? I feel like if we go out there and do what we're, what we're told to do and what we're taught to do, that we'll come out 
with a happy victory, we'll end the game with if we do what we're supposed to do, we'll like the we'll like the end results. Big opportunity for the team to finish 500. I know Coach Taylor preaches to me all the time, one game at a time. But I know this is something that you guys have really been working toward, wanting to get to at least that 500 mark and then go beyond. How important is that to you personally? It's very important to me personally. I've, we've been trying to take it one game at a time, but I can't sit here and lie to you and say that I don't want to go 500 because that's something I really want to do because once we do that, we'll start to put the Mayak on notice that we're not a team that could just get beat up on. Like We could compete with some of the best out there. As you look at toward this season, how are you feeling about a, a, a lot of seniors and a lot of people return back next year? Okay. I feel that we have uh, great people that are going to come back. It's going to be sad to lose the seniors, obviously, but they instilled, they instilled something in here in us, and we're just going to try to enforce that into the freshmen next year and then the sophomores and then the juniors and so on. They really laid the blueprint for us and showed us what we need to do to win and have the right mentality, and I feel like that we can carry that on to the upcoming years. So, Raheem, it's Halloween here tonight as you and I are talking. Tell me, best candy of all time? Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. <laughs> That's a good choice. No argument with me on that one. Well, Raheem, let's end it on this. Tell me why it's great to be a Hamlin Piper. Just the family aspect of being here. Aside from the football team, Everyone just embraces you with open arms. Like our president, a lot of schools, people don't even meet their president. After we won the bucket, I got to hug President Miller myself, and she told us how proud she was of us, and we sang the fight song together. So that was a great moment. It's just the family aspect of being here and how everybody wants you to succeed in life. That's fantastic. Raheem Avery, thanks for joining me this week. Thank you for having me.